section five of an inquiry into the causes of the late increase of robbers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. an inquiry into the causes of the late increase of robbers by henry fielding section five of the punishment of receivers of stolen goods now one great encouragement to theft of all kinds is the ease and safety with which stolen goods may be disposed of it is a very old and vulgar but a very true saying that if there were no receivers there would be no thieves indeed could not the thief find a market for his goods there would be an absolute end of several kinds of theft such as shoplifting and burglary the objects of which are generally goods and not money nay robberies on the highway would so seldom answer the purpose of the adventurer that very few would think it worth their while to risk so much with such small expectations but at present instead of meeting with any such discouragement the thief disposes of his goods with almost as much safety as the honestest tradesman for first if he hath made a booty of any value he is almost sure of seeing it advertised within a day or two directing him to bring the goods to a certain place where he is to receive a reward sometimes the full value of the booty and no questions asked this method of recovering stolen goods by the owner a very learned judge formerly declared to have been in his opinion a composition of felony and surely if this be proved to be carried into execution i think it must amount to a full conviction of that crime but indeed such advertisements are in themselves so very scandalous and of such pernicious consequence that if men are not ashamed to own they prefer an old watch or a diamond ring to the good of the society it is pity that some effectual law was not contrived to prevent their giving this public countenance to robbery for the future but if the person robbed should prove either too honest or too obstinate to take this method of recovering his goods the thief is under no difficulty in turning them into money among the great number of brokers and pawnbrokers several are to be found who are always ready to receive a gold watch at an easy rate and where no questions are asked or at least where no answer is expected but such as the thief can very readily make besides the clandestine dealers this way who satisfy their consciences with telling a ragged fellow or wench that they hope they came honestly by silver and gold and diamonds there are others who scorn such pitiful subterfuges who engage openly with the thieves and who have warehouses filled with stolen goods only among the jews who live in a certain place in the city there have been and perhaps still are some notable dealers this way who in an almost public manner have carried on a trade for many years with rotterdam where they have their warehouses and factors and whither they export their goods with prodigious profit and as prodigious impunity and all this appeared very plainly last winter in the examination of one cadosa a jew in the presence of the late excellent duke of richmond and many other noblemen and magistrates what then shall we say is not this mischief worthy of some remedy or is it not capable of it 
the noble duke one of the worthiest of magistrates as well as of the best of men thought otherwise as would have appeared had his valuable life for the good of mankind been prolonged certain it is that the law as it now stands is ineffectual to cure the evil let us see therefore if possible where the defect lies at the common law any one might lawfully says lord hale have received his own goods from the felon who stole them but if he had received them upon agreement not to prosecute or to prosecute faintly this would have been theft punishable by imprisonment and ransom but in neither of the foregoing cases would the receiver of the goods have become an accessory to the felon so if one man had bought another's goods of the thief though he had known them to be stolen if he had given the just value for them he would not have become an accessory but if he had bought them at an undervalue this sir richard hyde held would have made him an accessory my lord hale differs from his opinion and his reason to some readers may seem a pleasant one for if there be any odds says he he that gives more benefits the felon more than he that gives less than value however this his lordship thinks may be a misdemeanor punishable by fine and imprisonment but that the bare receiving of goods knowing them to be stolen makes not an accessory so says the great lord hale and so indeed was the law though the judges seem not to have been unanimous in their opinion in the book of assizes scrope is said to have held otherwise and though shard there quashed an appeal of felony for receiving stolen goods only yet i cannot help observing that the reporter of the case hath left a note of astonishment at the judgment of the court this says he was wonderful and wonderful surely it is if he who receives relieves comforts or assists a felon shall be an accessory that he shall not be so who knowingly buys the goods of the felon which is generally i believe the strongest relief comfort and assistance which can be given him and without the hope and expectation of which he would never have committed the theft or robbery it is unnecessary however to enter farther into this controversy since it now expressly declared by statute that the receivers of stolen goods knowing them to be stolen shall be deemed accessories after the fact but this statute though it removed the former absurdity of the law was not sufficient to remedy the evil there yet remaining many difficulties in bringing these pernicious miscreants to justice consistent with legal rules for one as the offence of the accessory is dependent on that of the principal he could not be tried or outlawed till after the conviction or attainder of the principal so that however strong evidence there might be against the receiver he was still safe unless the thief could be apprehended two if the thief on his trial should be acquitted as often happens through some defect of evidence in the most notorious cases the receiver being only an accessory though he hath confessed his crime or though the most undeniable evidence could be brought against him must be acquitted likewise three in petite larceny there can be no such accessory for though the statute says that a receiver of stolen goods and knowing 
shall be an accessory after the fact that is legally understood to mean only in cases where such accessory may be by law and that is confined to such felonies as are to receive judgment of death or to have the benefit of clergy now for petite larceny which is the stealing of goods less value than a shilling the punishment at common law is whipping and this was properly enough considered as too trifling an offence to extend the guilt to criminals in a second degree but since juries have taken upon them to consider the value of goods as immaterial and to find upon their oaths that what is proved to be worth several shillings and sometimes several pounds is of the value of tenpence now this is become a matter of more consequence for instance if a pickpocket steals several handkerchiefs or other things to the value of twenty shillings and the receiver of these knowing them to be stolen is discovered and both are indicted the one as principal the other as accessory as they must be if the jury convict the principal and find the goods to be of as high value as a shilling he must receive judgment of death whereas by finding the goods which they do upon their oaths to be of the value of ten pence the thief is ordinarily sentenced to be whipped and returns immediately to his trade of picking pockets and the accessory is of course discharged and of course returns to his trade of receiving the booty thus the jury are perjured the public highly injured and two excellent acts of parliament defeated but two miscreants may laugh at their prosecutors and at the law the two former of these defects are indeed remedied by a later statute which enacts that the buyers and receivers of stolen goods knowing them to be stolen may be prosecuted for a misdemeanor and punished by fine and imprisonment though the principal felon be not before convicted of felony this last statute is again repeated in the fifth of queen anne and there the power of the court to punish in the case of the misdemeanor is farther increased to any other corporal punishment which the court shall think fit to inflict instead of fine and imprisonment and in the case of the felony the accessory is to receive judgment of death but the benefit of clergy is not taken away lastly by the statute of george the second the receivers of stolen goods and knowing are to be transported for fourteen years and by the same statute every person taking money or reward directly or indirectly under pretence or upon account of helping any to stolen goods unless such person apprehend and bring to his trial the felon and give evidence against him is made guilty of felony without benefit of clergy and thus stands the law at this day which notwithstanding the repeated endeavours of the legislature experience shows us is incapable of removing this deplorable evil from the society the principal defect seems to me to lie in the extreme difficulty of convicting the offender for one where the thief can be taken you are not at liberty to prosecute for the misdemeanour two the thief himself who must be convicted before the accessories to be tried cannot be a witness three without such evidence it is very difficult to convict of the knowledge that the goods were stolen which in this case can appear from circumstances only such are principally first 
buying goods of value of persons very unlikely to be the lawful proprietors secondly buying them for much less than their real value thirdly buying them or selling them again in a clandestine manner and concealing them none of these are commonly liable to be proved and i have known a man acquitted where most of these circumstances have appeared against him what then is to be done to extirpate this stubborn mischief to prove the pernicious consequence of which i need i think only appeal to the sense of parliament testified in so many repeated acts and very strongly expressed in their preambles first might it not be proper to put an effectual stop to the present scandalous method of compounding felony by public advertisements in the newspapers might not the inserting such advertisements be rendered highly criminal in the authors of them and in the printers themselves unless they discover such authors secondly is it impossible to find any means of regulating brokers and pawnbrokers if so what arguments are there against extirpating entirely a set of miscreants which like other vermin harbour only about the poor and grow fat by sucking their blood thirdly why should not the receiving stolen goods knowing them to be stolen be made an original offence by which means the thief who is often a paltry offender in comparison of the receiver and sometimes his pupil might in little felonies be made a witness against him for thus the trial of the receiver would in no case depend on the trial or conviction of the thief fourthly why may not the bare buying or taking to pawn stolen goods above a certain value be made evidence of receiving and with knowledge unless the goods were bought in market overt no brokers or pawnbroker's shop to be reputed such market overt or unless the defendant could prove by a credible witness to the transaction that he had good cause to regard the seller or pawner of the goods to be the real owner if twenty shillings was the value limited it would answer all the purposes contended for and would in no wise interfere with the honest trade if indeed it ever be so between the pawnbroker and the poor if none of these methods be thought possible or proper i hope better will be found out something ought to be done to put an end to the present practice of which i daily see the most pernicious consequences many of the younger thieves appearing plainly to be taught encouraged and employed by the receivers end of section five